0: This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, episode 22, Income and Retirement.
1: What's your magic number? Traditional financial planning is no longer working, and in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious. Be stable. Be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future.
2: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us here for another episode of our podcast. Um, I'm Holly Bach here, and in the studio with me today is Mark Willis.
0: Hey, how's it going?
2: Pretty good. Thanks for thanks for being here today, Mark. Um, and so thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening and tuning in here today. Uh, this is our third episode in kind of a little mini-series that we're doing here about Income and income specifically in retirement because uh, it's such an important tool. So many people just talk about retirement in this abstract way of needing to have, you know, all this money and these assets accumulated, but really, how do you turn that into income and how do you do it in the best way possible? Uh, so that's what we are kind of spending this little mini series talking about and helping you guys think through. Um, our one here today. It's called What's Your Magic Number? So we're actually trying to figure out, you know, what is that magic number you need to have and what is the amount you need to have accumulated in order to be able to retire?
0: So in the first episode on income, two or three episodes ago, we talked about how our brains actually see ourselves in the future as strangers. And sometimes we discount that person, whoever he or she is, because we see them as a stranger, and we're like, "Ah, he'll figure it out, or she'll figure it out." <laughs> so I'm gonna just take the words "income" and "retirement." I'm gonna get "in retirement" out of that sentence. Income. Yeah. <laughs> income for you is that important now? Most people would say yes to that <laughs> to that question. If yeah. income is important to you now, I'm betting it'll be important to you when you're 30 years older or five years older, if depending on where you are in uh, in the game here. So. How do we how do we make that uh, income continue even after the paychecks stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And so what we want, to, what we need to figure out is a couple of different things in order to calculate what people's magic number is. How much do you need to have coming in each and every year in order to not only support yourself in retirement, uh, but hopefully ultimately thrive in retirement. Uh, so here you just kind of want to dive right on in. Uh, the first thing that we need to do is project our expenses. Okay, so step number one, sit down, uh, take your spreadsheet, take your pencil and piece of paper, paper and write down, you know, what will your fixed expenses be in retirement? Now, obviously, you know, any of you, our listeners might be at different points leading up to retirement. Maybe, you know, retirement is now, maybe retirement's five years, maybe retirement's in 20 years. Um, But that doesn't mean that you can't still get some pretty good rough rough. Estimates if it's down the road, and if it's here and now, well, then you certainly uh, should have some numbers. Uh, But as far as fixed expenses, you know, what are we looking at here? Well, we have housing. Okay, so what is that mortgage payment uh, that you might be carrying with you into your retirement, or what is your rent? expense. Uh, If you're going to be renting in retirement, you know, whatever your housing expense is, make sure you go ahead, write that down as a fixed expense. Also, utilities. Um, Make sure you have a good ballpark conservative number as to what your utilities will be uh, continuing, you know, further down the road. Also, insurance. Uh, You'll probably have a pretty good idea of what your insurance costs will be, uh, you know, throughout retirement. You know, what is it going to cost to make sure you keep the car insured the home insured things like that. also food want to make sure you can eat uh, so make sure you give yourself a nice a nice healthy uh, kind of budget allocation there for food make sure you got enough to buy the groceries and certainly still eat out every once in a while. Uh, then also transportation so is that you know what's your car payment they're going to continue, to have to make, uh, what might it cost you to purchase another vehicle in retirement or lease a car, you know, whatever you have going on in your retirement years, you want to make sure you have those expenses taken care of and accounted for, okay? So fixed expenses. Also then want to look at our discretionary expenses. So what other discretionary expenses are you going to have on top of your fixed expenses in retirement? So that might be things like travel, clothes, hobbies, gifts, you know, make sure, you know, Christmas still happens once a year, you know, make sure you can still uh, get some gifts for the kids, grandkids, whatever the case may be. And then also, you know, your own kind of entertainment and enjoyment. So you want to make sure you're leaving yourself a little, you know, extra cushion for all those discretionary things. Um, also, keep in mind that you know the number you're going to come out to at the end of this little exercise is going to be one number, but then we need to be expecting that that number is going to grow throughout our retirement years um, due to inflation. So we're going to be needing our income expectation to increase throughout the years that we go through retirement. So I mean, we all know how inflation works. I mean, a note, a notebook in 1940 cost, you know, five cents, uh, whereas now, you know, in 2018, even a cheap notebook um, might appear to cost a hundred times that, mm-hmm. and that's just. Strictly inflation. Okay, so some of these numbers are, you know, utilities, our food, our transportation. All these things are going to start costing us more and more, uh, the longer that we live through our, throughout our retirement years, and inflation kind of impacts us.
0: The other thing to remember too, Holly, is that uh, when you're really in retirement, every single day is Saturday. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I spend more when I'm not working because, you know, I get the itch to go golfing or go uh, out with my friends or whatever it might be. and And mm-hmm. so every day is Saturday. That's supposed to, I guess uh, buffer our numbers higher to help make up for those discretionary expenses.
2: That's true. Yeah, every every day is another day you're liable to go spend more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than you should. Perhaps we're we're
0: only here to encourage you and and just get you guys in a great mood. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, also, medical expenses rising as you age. Don't forget most uh, most retirement plans are sort of bell shaped, where uh, an inverted bell shape, where you spend a lot at the beginning because you're excited to go on that cruise. And then you realize, oh, shoot, we're spending too much. So you start restricting, you take the senior discount, you, you, know,
2: mm-hmm. you,
0: you, you spend less on food and, and everything. And then those final two or three years, it ratchets way up again because of medical expenses and long-term care. So those are some things to think about. All right, so uh, pull over if you're driving uh, or uh, do this before the end of the day because um, you know, we wanna actually put together a formula for you for getting to that magic number. Here it is. Get your pencils out, here's the equation. Fixed expenses plus discretionary expenses equal your total expenses, just like any budget you have today, total expenses. All right, adjust for inflation, uh, which is a certain percentage, right? The last uh, 40 years, it's in the range of about three, three and a half percent, 4%. Continue to keep your emergency fund going. Uh, So emergencies don't care about what age you are, so you still need an emergency fund even after you retire. Set aside some extra if you've got some family health issues or if you expect you might need some long-term care. Set aside quite a bit extra, we'll talk about that soon. And save while you're in retirement. So you still need to save for your future or even your family's future, even as you are in retirement. So that's kind of a quick snapshot of how this works. So what are some uh, guaranteed income that can help us cover these bases Holly, in our retirement years.
2: Yep. So in our little uh, formula to figure out your magic number, once you've calculated your expenses, we now want to look at your estimated kind of projected income. Um, And so really, we're going to be kind of referring back to our last episode where we talked about different sources of, you know, four primary sources of passive income. So that's what we're going to be doing here in our kind of step two, let's call it. Um, After you know, projecting our expenses, let's estimate our income. So what are some of those different sources of income we'll want to be looking at and adding up? Uh, We're going to be looking at Social Security. Uh, We're going to be looking at defined benefit plans or uh, pension plan income. You know, what what income do we have coming in from our employer plans? Uh, Also looking at personal savings and investments. How much income is that projected to be able to provide us? And then also any whole life insurance or annuities uh, that we have. You know, what, what would those income numbers look like? Uh, so when it comes to the first one, Social Security, you know, first and foremost, you're going to be wanting to figure out if you qualify. Um, some people aren't necessarily always aware of the fact you have to apply uh, qualify to receive Social Security benefits. Um, and so the qualification for that is you have to work 40 quarters um, in order to be fully insured and receive that Let's, full Social Security amount. So
0: basically 10 years of wage earnings, basically, is how that works out, right? Yep, yep. yep. Okay.
2: Um, and Social Security is not necessarily going to cover all of your income needs. So uh, you'll want to make sure that you're thinking through uh, what options you elect from your Social Security benefits, um, in what we're wanting to make sure you're thinking through is looking for the options that will maximize your benefits while also making sure that we're kind of accommodating what your income needs may be. So, so Social Security not always as clear cut and dry as it may seem. Uh, you have different options as to you know how you receive it and um, you know what you're electing for and different things like that. So, you want to be thinking all those things through and seeing how ultimately it affects that bottom line income number you receive. Um, Also, when kind of looking at our guaranteed income, estimating our income, you know, how are we going to be receiving that income? Uh, Is the income going to be, you know, lifetime income? Is it just one-time lump sums that are going to be dropped on us at retirement age? Uh, are we going to elect for options that provide spousal benefits? Um, you know, what timelines are we looking at? Even is our income going to be coming in monthly versus quarterly versus annually? Um, all the, all of those different things can have huge implications um, on, you know, how your income coming in is going to help you meet those expenses and needs.
0: Again, this is really, really, really hard. Uh, we don't presume to think that this is just something you can pick up with a pencil and half an hour after dinner one night. This takes a lot of work. True software, you know, just on the social security side of things. You know, we've got, Holly, we've got some fairly advanced software that helps people run thousands of scenarios on when and how to take that social security. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the social security side, not to mention all the other investments they might have or anything else, re- re- real estate income, you know, everything uh, just takes a lot of work just to determine our income. But we're really just trying to predict a lot of things at once. And uh, that's why there has to be a lot of guarantees built into the system. Otherwise, we're building a house of cards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it ultimately comes down to how long do, <laughs> this is a funny question, but how long do you plan to live? Yeah. Someone asked me that once when they were building some numbers for me and my wife before I even uh, got my uh, licenses and credentials to be a financial planner. Uh, but they said, hey, if you can tell me the exact date that you plan to move it on up to the deluxe apartment in the sky, right, when I pass away, if you can tell me exactly when you're going to pass away, we'll build a perfect retirement income that has you bounce your very last check before you pass yeah, away. Yeah. So it's just hard to do without knowing that final end date. It's almost impossible to do. Right, Holly? Mm-hmm. So how, once you've got all this information, how do you add it all up?
2: Yeah, uh, very carefully. <laughs> and so you, you'll you want to be uh, figuring out, you know, certainly utilize uh, different resources to get you those calculations to figure out, you know, what is the best way for you to receiving, uh, for you to receive those benefits, Social Security, even employer benefits, you know, they'll have different options. Uh, Pensions certainly pretty much have all the same number of options with your your spouse and things like that, you want to make sure that you're doing the one that's going to maximize your income the most. Um, so utilize any of those calculators that you can have access to. Uh, if there's, you know, not anyone you know that has them, we do. So feel free to reach out to us and we'll help you uh, figure out, you know, what is your best kind of perfect scenario for your situation. Uh, but once you know what those numbers are, your Social Security, your pension benefits, add all those numbers up. And see, do those cover your expenses? So we came up with that you know number in step one of what our projected expenses were going to be in retirement. Now we need to look at our income and see, hey, how does that match up? And really, um, you know, if Social Security and our pensions aren't enough in order for us to be able to cover our expenses, then we're going to have to start looking at taking income from other sources, right? Mm -hmm. So then that's when we're going to have to start looking at uh, taking from potentially personal savings and other investments that we've been doing on the side in order to fill that gap. Uh, So, you know, wanting to make sure we're identifying any gaps in our expenses and income or are really the gaps in our income meeting our expenses um, and making sure we have enough income there to cover it. And again, the timing um, of those payments. You know, if if our bills are all coming monthly, but our paychecks from our pension are coming in quarterly, then that could be a gap um, in which you might have two months where there's just not quite enough there. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a gap you want to identify so that you can um, make sure you're accommodating for it.
0: Yeah. If you, if you do find you're in an income gap, one suggestion uh, that I don't recommend is figure out a way to host all the birthday parties for your grandkids at your adult children's house, and then just raid their you know their safes, their um, sock drawers for any cash under their couch cushions. That's also a source of income, right? No, Hallie? no, no. <laughs> okay.
2: We do not steal from family in order to meet our income needs.
0: I haven't, I haven't published that report yet. I don't think you can really rely on that as a source of income. Okay, no. what, what else are some other necessary adjustments we might have to make?
2: Yeah, I mean, really, we're we're experts at this. You know, at reviewing what is and isn't working for right. our clients and their financial lives, and so, uh, you know, we kind of act like financial. Coaches uh, that can help you, you know, get, help you make the right steps and make the right moves in order to get where you need to be. Uh, we want to make sure that you're upping your game in the financial arena. We want to make sure that you're really living that, uh, you know, thriving and flourishing retirement years. And that's all, you know, that's what, what looking at your magic number and figuring out your ink you know, if your income is going to meet your expenses is all about. You know, it's making sure that uh, the needs are going to be met and you're going to be able to truly live those golden years.
0: Well said. Yeah. Uh, And multiple uses of the word golden there. I like that. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So other considerations when you're drawing on your personal accounts, think carefully about the asset allocation. So what kind of accounts do you have? Uh, Again, whole life insurance is different than a CD, uh, which is different than a 401k, which is different than a brokerage account. So you want to think carefully about uh, all those things, or you can have us help give some thought to that. Uh, The sequence of withdrawals, Okay, so this is a whole nother episode we'll probably mm-hmm. not have time to talk about, but there's a significant risk on the order of your withdrawals and the rates of return that you get on on your money uh, while you're taking money out. So we've been talking about how a safe portfolio withdrawal rate is about two point eight percent, according to Morningstar, the safe withdrawal rates report that they that they came up with uh, just a few years ago. And if you take too much out, that could eat up your savings too quickly, uh, and you could run dry but also the returns on that nest egg while you're pulling money out, maybe you have a couple of bad years, the first few years of your retirement, and that can devastate the long-term uh, health of your retirement plan. So you know, if I have a couple of down years in the market when I'm 67, eight, nine, age 70, that can do double pain because I'm taking money out for groceries and such, yep. but I'm also getting losses from the market And that just withdraws my funds even faster. I'm vaporizing that money and not letting it recover as markets bounce back. So those sorts of things give us some more consideration. Again, adding this all up is complicated, I guess is the main point. (laughs) It can be done. It is being done. We work with clients to help secure a a solid platform of income that they can be guaranteed. But pulling from things like 401ks is just not efficient and it's pretty tricky. Yeah, Holly, Mm -hmm. what, what else would you add to some of those short-term volatilities that might happen in markets.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's true. They can have a major impact and, and really big consequences for your financial future. I mean, we, we've seen it, uh, Mark, and, and maybe in a future episode, I really would love to dive into this topic because we've seen uh, the difference between a you know an individual having a wonderful retirement, their money outlasting them, and they still left tons of their family, and another individual who ran out of money, you know, 10 years early, um, really the only difference between the two was what order they received their returns in. You know, one one was just a, a standard order of returns. The other one they just reversed it. Same returns, different order, and had drastically uh, different different effects. And it has to do with those early years. You know, if you have losses in your early years of retirement. Um, that can have big consequences and, and you could end up running out, even with just the 2.8% withdrawal rate. Um, you know, Even if you're taking that little, you can still run out. Um, but growth is still important. So it doesn't mean you'll know, go go shove it under a mattress the day you retire, because <laughs> uh, growth is still important to make sure that your withdrawal rate, you know, it, it does does last you're able to keep taking from it and also helping you keep up with inflation so you definitely want to make sure you've a good good balance there uh, so today in this episode we've been talking about you know this magic number and, and helping people figure out you know how kind of what is retirement looking like to them? You know, is your income going to meet your expenses? Um, And so what we're going to do here in our next episode is we're going to kind of share with you what we believe to be, you know, really the most efficient uh, strategy for maximizing your income in retirement. And so we've spent these last couple episodes kind of setting the stage. And now next episode, we're hoping to kind of share with you what we believe, you know, to be the solution and what's really going to help people get um, through their retirement years, help them be their golden years, and also do it with much more certainty than just 50-50. You got yeah. a 50-50 chance. Yeah, yeah nothing, you know.
0: nothing efficient about that. And it, I, I think it's pretty cool to uh, be able to reveal some of these strategies that we've actually used with clients. You know, We mm-hmm. won't be using any real names, obviously, uh, but I think it's important that um, after all of that we've talked about, it doesn't have to be this complicated. Yeah. You know, uh, there's, there's just a l- too much guessing
2: in mm-hmm. traditional
0: retirement planning.
2: Yep. Yep. And so we want to eliminate that guesswork, share with you, uh, you know, in our, in our podcast for all to enjoy. You know, we believe to be that tried and true uh, strategy. So to give you better than a 50-50 chance. <laughs> um, and so do just want to say uh, thank you, everyone, uh, joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future.